0: Hey, podcast listeners, before we get started, if the IRS is freaking you out right now and you want to do something about it, you can call me at 833-243-5455 and set up a free 30-minute consultation or log on to WatkinsPodcast.com. I've got a short letter on that no frills page. It'll take you about 90 seconds to read. And if you like what I'm saying, you might want to consider becoming a client. And if not, hey, no big deal. Keep listening and subscribe to this podcast so you can keep hearing the free content on how you can fix your tax problem today. So if you owe the IRS, you may have noticed that they have been pretty active lately filing a bunch of liens. And this is the IRS's way of letting the world know that you have a tax problem. These liens are also pretty nasty if you're trying to sell your home or refi to a lower interest rate. It's a pretty extreme measure at the IRS and it means they want all the money that you owe them and they want it right now. But there are a few things you can do to get these things lifted short of paying everything that you owe right now. For example, if you owe less than $25,000, a tax professional may be able to get these lifted in about 90 days. If you owe more than $25,000, there are things like the IRS's Offer and Compromise Settlement Program that gets them off once they accept that. Now, we've helped thousands of taxpayers in an IRS mess, so we can probably help you out here too. We can help you out in all 50 states. So if you have a tax problem, I again encourage you to call me at 833 243 5455 or log on to watkinspodcast.com and set up a time there to talk to one of our tax experts about getting some help today. Now, back to your podcast. IRS problems are scary, but they don't have to be. Travis Watkins has been helping troubled taxpayers with customized plans to To negotiate negotiate with with the IRS IRS and stop immediate immediate threats to their livelihood so they can get a good night's sleep again since 1999. Now, here's Travis. Today, we'll be taking a little bit deeper dive than we have in the book on IRS debt as it applies to uh, bankruptcies. We get this question quite a bit from taxpayers about can I discharge IRS debt by taking bankruptcy? And the good legal answer to that is it depends. The bankruptcy code, first of all, changed back in... 2004 to the extent that the bankruptcy courts were pushing more and more people towards chapter 13 bankruptcies as opposed to chapter 7 full discharge bankruptcies. So first thing off the bat here that we need to, I guess, set some ground rules is we're talking here, when we say bankruptcy, we're talking about Chapter 7, the full discharge type of bankruptcy, okay? Chapter 13 is a payment plan type of bankruptcy, a five-year plan. And folks that aren't eligible for Chapter 7 typically get moved over into that Chapter 13 type of bankruptcy, which allows for a payment plan, and in those Chapter 13 bankruptcies, the IRS typically gets paid uh, its its full tax. You might be able to get rid of penalties and interest in the process of doing a Chapter 13 five-year plan, but we're talking here primarily about Chapter 7 full discharge bankruptcies. And so just wanted to get that kind of out there on the table, first of all, so that we're clear that chapter 13s really aren't something that's in play. And, you know, to kind of get the things out of the way here up front, also, I'm not going to be talking here at all about whether or not you would otherwise be a chapter 7 bankruptcy candidate. What we're talking about here is dischargeability of 1040 personal debt and some other uh things that that flow through to to persons um in in this process okay so if you uh need some direction on on whether or not you'd otherwise be a chapter seven bankruptcy candidate uh we're we're not your place there are plenty of competent bankruptcy attorneys who can tell you about your other debts that might be dischargeable in bankruptcy. We're just talking here solely about a IRS uh, tax debt type of analysis, okay? For purposes of the bankruptcy code, a tax claim can be characterized as either a trust fund tax, a secured claim, an administrative tax claim, a priority tax claim, or a general unsecured claim or a penalty claim. All right. This is probably way overkill for what you want to know if you're contemplating bankruptcy, but just kind of uh, the, the, the elements here of, of things that the, the universe, I guess, of things that, that the tax debt could be listed as a um, in bankruptcy are these things. There's five basic rules for Chapter 7 Dischargeability of a 1040 tax year, okay? So this is really important stuff. First of all, the due date of the return, including any extensions, must be at least three years old or older. So in other words, the the due date, the April 15th following whatever tax year has got to click off three years um, in order to to uh, even start to qualify for dischargeable debt in Chapter 7. So, you know, looking at where we are right now in February of 2019, coming up on another uh, April 15th, you would be able to discharge things that um, would have been uh, due as of April 15th of 2019. 15, all right? Because the uh, closest April 15th to us would be uh, the 28, not the the closest to us, but but the most recent one would be uh, April 15th of 2018, so you click back three years, uh, which puts it at um, 2015 tax year, okay? So anything as we sit here today, twenty fifteen uh, and and back, okay next thing to qualify for a chapter seven discharge of ten forty personal taxes uh, any late return that was filed must have been filed for at least two years, okay, so it's got to have been on file for at least two years in order to qualify. And notice here, this is a good point to bring this up. These returns have to have been filed. Okay. In other words, uh, if you didn't file and in, in three, it's three years old or older, and you qualify for that part of the analysis, it's still got to have been on file for at least two years. Okay. No April 15th uh, qualifier there. It's just two calendar years that it has to have been on file. Next qualification, the assessment of the tax must be over 240 days. In other words, the IRS has to have processed the return in question that you're trying to discharge and actually have tallied up what you owe, including penalties and interest, and essentially sent you a tax bill. So 240 days have to have clicked off in order to qualify for Chapter 7 uh, dischargeability of an individual tax return. And the return must not have been deemed fraudulent, all right? And that's a little outside the scope of what we're talking about here today, but um, just know that it can not be a fraudulent return. The taxpayer must not have been guilty of a willful intent to default or evade tax. That's another one kind of along the same lines as the IRS deeming it fraudulent in the process. Okay. So fraudulent, uh, or intent to uh, evade tax. Those types of returns won't be ever eligible for a chapter seven discharge. Uh, so here we, here we are. Um, if, if you qualified for all those things, um, and the return qualifies, then wonderful. Um, that will ultimately be discharged in bankruptcy. But let's talk a little bit about um, debt solutions for things that might not be um, dischargeable in the bankruptcy. And just kind of as a side note here, a lot of bankruptcy counsel. This is a pretty, this is a pretty complex thing in, in in practice. You know, getting these things discharged. A lot of Chapter Seven bankruptcy attorneys tend to go ahead and just you know list everything, and they they list taxes. Um, they should be listing them as um, priority debts, but if. For some reason, they don't qualify, and and the bankruptcy attorney will typically go ahead and list everything, uh, just in the hopes that that things would be uh, dischargeable. Then these are the solutions for anything that that shakes out after the bankruptcy is over. You know, you're still going to have tax liability if it wasn't discharged, and a lot of people get surprised by that. You know, my bankruptcy. Uh, attorney told me, for instance that, that this was all going to be dischargeable and it and it wasn't. Um, here are the things that you know are available to help you out if those things don't get discharged. First of all, full pay. Um, that's an unlikely scenario if you are otherwise um, a bankruptcy chapter 7 candidate. You wouldn't be in bankruptcy in the first place if you could pay all your debts, so full pay is often not a, a good viable option, but it is available, of course. Next one, uh, installment agreements of all types, simple and complex, for example, installment agreements. The IRS, once you come out of bankruptcy and you still owe, there's about 180 days there of kind of hands off by the IRS. and. As I mentioned, a lot of people are, are surprised to learn that there are still some things hanging out there for them if uh, if it wasn't dischargeable. And typically this tragically happens when uh, six months have gone by since you filed or since you uh, obtained your Chapter 7 bankruptcy discharge and uh IRS revenue officer shows up and says you know what are you going to do about this remaining tax so you can do installment agreements offers and compromise which we'll talk about in later um, parts of these videos settling the debt for less than you owe there's also uncollectible status which is a different deal than offers and compromise types of settlements Uncollectible status occurs when you are otherwise unable to completely um, to, to pay for life's necessities. That is an available remedy for debt that doesn't get discharged in the bankruptcy. Uh, and, of course, the old standby do nothing. And by do nothing, I mean a calculated doing nothing, not just a, man, I don't want to deal with this thing. Um, I'm going to put my head in the sand. Don't do that. Uh, what I'm talking about here on do nothing is waiting out the statute of limitations, which is 10 years. And that means doing so strategically. And to do that, you would have to know exactly how much time the IRS has to come after you. I said, beware here. There are statutory tolling periods plus grace periods during bankruptcy. And what I mean there is, is primarily what i just talked about if you have received a discharge of some type in chapter 7 uh, which included some 1040 debt um the irs has some time there where the statute of limitations doesn't doesn't run against them that's called statutory tolling or grace periods that the IRS gets really, they get these grace periods anytime you ask them for a remedy with the IRS. But as it relates to bankruptcy itself, there's 180 days there that um, that don't run against the IRS when you file for bankruptcy. So that brings up another good point. You know, even if you don't receive a discharge, your IMFOL IMFOLT transcripts are going to reflect that, that the statute of limitations wasn't running against the IRS while that thing was pending, plus typically 180 days in addition to that. So watch out for that if you're trying to wait out a statute of limitations. Hey, podcast, quick interruption here. Have you been up at 2 a.m. worrying about your IRS problem again lately? You know, IRS problems have a way of ruining all aspects of your life, they take a toll on you financially, physically, and emotionally. You can never really forget about them as they come back every morning when you wake up. It's time to call Travis Watkins Tax Resolution and Accounting Firm right now and start sleeping again tonight. Travis Watkins Tax will talk to the IRS for you and help you get the best deal available for your unique situation with the IRS. With programs like the Fresh Start Initiative and the IRS's offer in compromise. Call me at 833 243 5455 and set up a free 30-minute consultation or log on to watkinspodcast.com. I've got a short letter on that no frills page. It'll take you about 90 seconds to read. And if you like what I'm saying, you might want to consider becoming a client. And if not, no big deal. Just keep listening and subscribe to this podcast so you can keep hearing the free content that we offer on how you can fix your tax problem today. Now, if you call us in the next 30 minutes, we'll also send you our free confidential insider report, How to End IRS Problems Forever. That number again is 833-243-5455 or log on to watkinspodcast.com. Now, back to your podcast. Beware, payroll trust fund taxes. First of all, uh, rarely will any of that be dischargeable in a Chapter 7 or any type of bankruptcy for that matter. So what happens there is if you had a company didn't pay its payroll taxes, the IRS will come after the individuals, they call them responsible persons, (laughs) Uh, whether or not they're in reality responsible or not. The IRS uh, says that they are responsible for the trust fund portion of the payroll tax that the company did not pay the IRS code and the bankruptcy code um, prohibit payroll trust fund taxes from being discharged in bankruptcy. However, the good news is that you will still have the full arsenal of remedies available to you through administrative processes with the IRS. And I'm talking about Offers and in compromise, installment agreements of all types. Uh, those are available to you uh, for trust fund recovery penalty type taxes, even though they are not otherwise dischargeable in bankruptcy. Okay, that's the first thing to look out for. Second one is the in rim lien, and this one is deadly. It's a it's a pure legal fiction whereby the IRS notice of federal tax lien remains attached to real property even though the tax debt is discharged. And yes, I read that right. What that means is the if the IRS has gone in there before you filed for chapter 7 bankruptcy and filed an in rem, uh, and filed a notice of federal tax lien then Even if the underlying debt that, you know, substantiated that federal tax lien is ultimately discharged in a chapter seven for all the, it it otherwise meets all the criteria that we've already been over there, then the lien itself that was filed pre-bankruptcy, that the IRS files before you uh, got your discharge, before you even filed, even though there's no debt technically behind it that federal tax lien stays and it stays attached to your real property and how this works in in reality I've had several clients come through to our firm where they have uh, received a chapter 7 um, discharge and a IRS revenue officer shows up and says uh, how do you want to pay this debt that you just got discharged and, and the client is, is livid. They're saying, you know, Hey, here's my, here's my bankruptcy discharge. Go away. And they say not so fast because we have a federal tax lien that still remains through this, this legal fiction. And it's still attached to your often free and clear home and we want you to um, pay this back or we'll go ahead and start up seizure, seizure proceedings. And that's just absolutely really draconian in my opinion because you've gone through all the things necessary to get this thing taken care of and there really is no actual tax debt left But the lien is still hanging out there and it's it's as though the bankruptcy never really happened because now the IRS is gunning for your house because that lien still stays on there. So look out for those things as you consider bankruptcy. All right, here's my final thoughts on these things. Uh, Chapter 13 Debtor Must File Returns for the four years preceding the Chapter 13 filing by the first meeting of creditors. That's, and sometimes they'll give you 120 day extension for that. Um, but know if you are in chapter 13, you still got to file returns uh, there for four years preceding that filing. Also um, there's a penalty for not filing in a chapter 13, uh, not filing your returns as this rule states. And that penalty is they'll convert your case from uh, Chapter Seven to a Chapter Thirteen. They'll con- they'll convert a Chapter Seven to a Thirteen if you don't file for four years uh, preceding that. You may have some saving grace here. You may not have to file returns if the IRS has filed a substitute for return, and that three two two forty exception applies. So. What this is saying is that even if you didn't file returns, you may still be able to take a Chapter 7 bankruptcy on this if the IRS has filed returns for you, that substitute for return procedure that we've talked about in previous videos. And you can meet the Chapter 7 requirements to have the debt, the tax debt discharged, that three years, um, two years, and 240 rule that we talked about earlier. All right?